0: Hello, Pudgy here. Good to have you back for another episode of Nobody Dies Here. This time we're featuring another AMSA regular, John. He sat down for a chat with producer Michelle Ransom hughes in 2022. A heads up, in this episode John uses strong language and he talks about overdose death a couple of times. John also gives opinions about opioid replacement therapies that are based on his experience. If you're thinking about changing up what you're using... It's a good idea to get help from professionals. Take care when listening.
1: 2020, I OD'd uh, up the road, and I was on the front page of the Herald Sun, page eight and nine. It was embarrassing as all hell. And I, uh, I was working at the time. And I had to go back to Preston and everyone's going, oh, you're a superstar, you're, you're a superstar, are you? You're a superstar. And that was kind of, and it's quite humiliating, but also empowering because, like, I can only be what I am, mate. You know, I can't pretend to be anybody else, do you know what I mean? All you have to do is look at me to know what I'm on about. At that time, I was pretty... Now I'm on the boobard you know, and I don't have to go chasing or... One thing I will say is I've never been a thief or a a robber. If I can't earn the money or someone can't lend me the money, which I will pay back, then I go without, you know what I mean? I cannot and I will not uh, stoop to the level of theft or robbery to support my own failures, you know what I mean? Because that's my failure, it's nobody else's. So nobody else has to suffer for my mm, insecurities, just my failures in life, you know what I mean? I grew up in homes, you know what I mean, in Queensland, in the bush. And um, thieving is not something you do, you know what I mean? You can have nothing, but have nothing, you know. Don't take somebody else's stuff, mate. Because you know? they probably, you know, one thing that really used to really fucking piss me off is like people would say, they, oh, I'm, I'm, I've done an earn, I've done an earn. I'm going, well, you didn't fucking earn it. Somebody earned it. You just stole it off them, mate. That's, don't fucking use that word. It's just shameful on you. I've done an urn. Well, you just robbed some cunt. You, you've done an urn, have you? All oh, right. No worries.
2: And how long have you been coming here?
1: Mm, since it opened. Mm. But on Richmond Street mm, since 1997. I came from Queensland when I got kicked out of jail. <laughs> I used
2: to live in Melbourne in the 90s. Uh, it was quite different
1: was. then. Yeah, it was because the, the, uh, when I moved to uh, Melbourne to get off the heroin, I moved to fucking um, uh, Easy Street in Collingwood, man, just off Smith Street. And you'd walk out the street, you'd up to, walk, man, there's people everywhere. I'm thinking, this can't be real. Because in Queensland, in Brisbane, you, you had to know... People to get involved in the action, man. You know, yeah. I mean,
2: e- easy Street. You were right, right in the middle of
1: it. It was lovely because back then, for twenty five dollars, you'd be paying like a hundred dollars an now, and the quality is not as good. You know what I mean? So it was easy to be a drug addict then. A lot of people I know died, man. You know, I, I think one time I counted how many people that I used to associate with. They weren't all friends, and that, but you know, of a friendly nature. I, I, got, I stopped at about 40, and that was like, um, I haven't counted for a long time, you know. And, and some of them died in my arms, and it's really a fucking shameful thing to give someone the drugs that they die on, you know what I mean? It's like, and their parent's knock on your door, and they're like, what happened, mate? You know, I'm like, fuck. How do you explain that to a parent who's grieving for their son that comes and knocks on your door and goes, um, what happened? You know? What was his last words? And I swear it. I swear, this is truth. His his second last words were, um, "I'm going to get another Virgin Mary tattoo because he was covering tattoos of Virgin Mary." And the next thing he said was like, um, "After we have this shot, we're going to get some prostitutes." And I was, I've never done prostitutes in my life, you know. And i went." "Oh, whatever, whatever, mate." And then he had the shot and just, it just died. And I'm like, "Oh, fuck off." And he was such a big guy, about 140 kilos of Croatian machine. He's my mate. You know what I mean? Couldn't do enough. You know what I mean? Couldn't do enough. And it's sad when that happens to you. You know what I mean? Because the, these people, oh, well, they relied on you getting the drugs true, but I think they also expected you to keep them safe. You know what I mean? And when that happens, it's pretty pretty heartbreaking, brother. Because you were supplying to them. Well, yeah, but it's not the first time. I, I went to jail and. Queensland in 1995, charged with two involuntary manslaughters for, because uh, back then in the day then, if you sold hell and someone died, were well, you responsible for it, you know. And, uh, and I said to the cops, I said, listen, man, if you can fucking prove that, good luck to you, you know what I Because I'm not going to nod my head to it, you know mean? One of the dead uh, lad's father said, don't be charging John, mate, because this, this cunt was on a, he had a death wish, you know man. And um, no one made him take drugs, you know what I mean? So I found that very fair. No one, I've never, I've OD'd heaps of times. I've never looked to blame anybody for my own failures, you know what I mean? I just don't do that, you know? No one makes me take drugs except me, you know? And then they opened this joint here where I've OD'd in there a couple of times, but fortunately, because it's monitored, you know? If I was on the street, maybe I'd be fucked, you know, man. Oh, last time I was on the front of the fucking Herald Sun because my mate didn't want to wait, you know. He said, oh, it's up the alley here, you know. So I went up the alley, walked around the corner, you know, front page Herald Sun, page eight, page nine. Embarrassing. It was, it was. I can't deny it, you know. There's a bloke just walking past, he was working for the Herald Sun to investigate what kind of a mess, the presumed mess, uh, this, this place is. A, a presumed mess? Come on, mate. You know how many lives these people saved? It's ridiculous, dude, mine included. You know, I've seen them save so many lives. And the thing is, there's no taking away the drugs from Richmond. But, but where else is it going to be? Where else should you establish uh, a, a safe injecting clinic? But Richmond... Yeah, man, that's what I said in, on the paper in 2020. I said, well, where else are you going to put it, mate? You know, it's ridiculous.
2: So did they interview you after that happened?
1: No, I, I, I volunteered because the, the guy that took the photographs, he said, I, would you... I said, yeah, man, yeah. He wanted to ask me some questions. and I'll tell you the truth, man. Yeah, It's like, I'm not, I'm not happy. I had the um, Narcan. I was not I was a bit, I mean, you know, not feeling the best. And he took a few more photographs, which was, yeah, me shirtless looking mad sexy like <laughs> 60 pounds of fuck off <laughs> I can't believe you talked to him well I was on the front page anyway yeah,
2: that's
1: good. so I might as well say something positive
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: why, why didn't you intend injecting clinic
2: yeah well what was the which, reason which
1: was because my mate couldn't be bothered lying out it was busy you know sometimes it's busy and no, nobody wants to wait because they're fucking feeling shit I, I would hope they would expand it, not, not close it down. No, not to move it, because where are you going to move it to, mate? Unless you move the drugs and the drug dealers, where are you going to go? Best location, that's all I can say. Only location, as far as I'm concerned.
2: So you don't think there's any... Maybe place. St Kilda. Oh, really? Still St Kilda.
1: Mm. And so there's a school here, but I, I don't know how much the use of people here impacts on that school. I have not seen it. I've not seen, I've walked, past, I've walked past it for years. I've never seen a fucking fitz lying around the school. I've never seen anyone hassling a school kid. You know, I haven't seen any of that, you know. I used to come here every day, just use injection clinic, you know. Because it's like, the one or two times that I said, no, let's not do it, well, I'm on the front page of the paper. It's just a safe environment. The people know what they're doing. The people actually do give a fuck about you. They know your name, you know, and they address you with the respect that anything, any human is, you know, this is my name, mate, you know, and they call you that. It's like, thank you. You know, so from a start, you know, you, you feel like, okay, got your back, you know what I mean? On the whole, they're just such fucking beautiful people and they care and it's like, you don't get that. Where, where, where else do people get care? These people are not here because someone cared about them, you know what I mean? These people are here because they are fucking lost, just swept under the rug, mate. You know, I guarantee you, if you go out there, most of them have done half their life in prison or grew up in wards of state or in homes and, and these people you give a fuck, mate, and they'll make sure you won't die. Whereas your friends, your friends... Well, watch you fucking die, you know, probably rob you while you're dying and Scarpa, scarper, you know. These people give a shit, mate, you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure, like, this high-pressure job, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. I think I'd be good at it, you know, because i give a shit. But I don't know how many of these people are age users or not. Not many, I don't think. Back when it first started, there was more uh, peer, peer... People, you know what I mean? But some of those people were under pressure all the time. You you can't talk to drug addicts and be in a mad drug environment and not be immune to the temptation of taking drugs, brother. So I think they had to not weed them out, but they weeded themselves out, you know what I mean? And now what's left is people that give a fuck and are just trying to make the system better.
2: So you were saying that you used to come... Every day? Yes, ma'am,
1: no, but I stopped because I got on the boobie so every so day. So how did
2: that come about?
1: How did that come about? Uh, just because I knew, well, firstly, mostly it just started because I wanted to see how something like this would operate, you know. It's Just general interest, you know. Being a, shooting up on the streets and shooting up everywhere you can find. Uh, and I went in and went, well, that's mad, you know. They said, they give you all the equipment you need, all the equipment you need, free of charge, you know, you can go to the chemist packing five dollars, go shoot in the car park and fucking die or fucking get it. No, this is perfect. I, um, I was on the methadone from 2001, 2017 and I was feeling pretty cool, you know. It's like I wasn't using the heroin. I was taking too much ice, you know. So ice is a good escape from heroin, you know. If you want to get off heroin, get on the ice, but it's not good for your head, you know, man. And then um, where I live, people, neighbours, friends, heroin, heroin, heroin. So even been off it like uh, two months, you don't have to use heroin three or four days in a row, having had a 30-year history of using heroin, for it to all kick back into gear. Because your body doesn't forget, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Your mind might trick itself into fucking thinking you're sweet, but no, your body will tell you, no, you're not. And I, I met this girl and she said, I'm going to have to do something about this because I'm not going to hang around with a fucking heroin dude, even though she's mad on the ice. But she had this... The, the general perception of heroin people is just shifty, scheming, no good people, you know what I mean? And I, I reiterated that like, I don't think ice people are much better. You know what I mean? But deaf ears. But, but I, didn't want to, I didn't want to wake up feeling sick every day. You know what I mean? It's, 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 a, it's a shit way to start a day. You know what I mean? Waking up with anxiety, you know, and, and thinking, how the fuck, because I'm not a, th- a Robin person, how the fuck am I going to get money? Because I've tapped all, all my people, I already owe money. You know, they're not going to just keep, oh, you're a junkie, here you go, front page dickhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they know what it's about now. Can't say it's for food anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you must eat well, mate. You know, I mean? <laughs> You weigh sixty kilograms, but you must eat well. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean? it's
2: the gym feast. Yes.
1: <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, so so I I I, I thought and it had been suggested by my psychologist through um uh, CCO's, prison shit, to um try this Buvidal. So I thought, no, fuck it, man. I'm gonna I'm just gonna give it a go, man. And Came here and I, that day, that day, the same day I said, I, I want to do this. And that same day, within a couple of hours, I was, and, mate, it's it's fucking, it, I was on methadone for 17 years, you know what I mean? But it's a different thing. Methadone doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it might block 10%, 15% of, of what you feel, Um Boodle blocks a lot more than that, but it, it just also just takes away that, that thinking that you need. it Because if you're, not, if you're not feeling sick, then you're not going chasing shit, mate, you know what I mean? If it's not a physical drive, you know, most of this is physically driven. Ice is a mental driven drug. Heroin's a physically driven drug, you know, because you need it, otherwise you're fucked, you're sick, you're fucking going nowhere, mate.
2: Someone was saying to me that with Buvidale, they found that the body stuff was taken care yeah, of, but really
1: they still had to deal yeah, with yeah, their yeah, cravings. That's why, that's why of, of late, I've been partaking in heroin a little bit more. So when I was doing it, say, once a week, now I'm doing it like three times a week, but it's just like a cap, a cap of time. So it's pointless, you're not really feeling shit. But it's that mental thing, you know, which is the result of boredom, lack of social stimuli, friends, fucking anything, you know. You can't sit down watching TV all day. Fuck that, mate. You must hang yourself, mate.
2: So ideally, what would you be doing with your time? I'd go to
1: work, man. And I've started work again. I just work on the weekends in the markets. Just unloading trucks and, you know, stacking fruit and cleaning up. And and that's really cool. And uh, I had that job prior, but I was taking that much ice. And I, I have a bad habit of getting on the ice and just looking at my imperfections and just fucking wrecking them, you know. So I go to work the next day with Band-Aids all over. And I didn't see how they would perceive it, you know. It was so self-centred and self-contained. I I look good, mate. (laughs) But, yeah, so it sacked me. So I went went there and said, listen, man, I'm really bored at home and I don't want to fall back into no fucking... Would you give me another crack? I'll do this for free, you know, man. I'll do it for free because I just want to do something, you know. And they said, John, if you do come back, you're never going to pay you. I said, no, I don't want to pay I just, I need to do this for me, you know I mean? And they paid me, I've been there since, you know what I mean? But it's only on Saturday and Sunday because it's winter. So, yeah, but I feel so good about just contributing, you know? And, and I had a friend and she said, um, John, because I get a lot of paranoia, anxiety, she said, is this a good time for you to work now? And I said, I think it's the best time. Because if you sit at home and just feed that bad energy into your brain by yourself, it's very bad. So this was the best time for me to go and do it. I'm so glad that I got that opportunity. People, and they can see that my, my endeavour and my effort and uh, just my probably my thoughts and my heart is more pure, direct in the right way. So what's changed with you over Move the years? Move it up. 100%. 100%. And I get it from here for free from these people that save lives, you know what I mean? These people that everyone wants to deride, you know, and, and so they're up to no good and, and, and uh, making uh, the uh, addictions worse, more people are doing Bullshit, mate. Bullshit, mate. I, I know that for a fact, you know. You, you might see more uh, congregation of people because they feel safe to congregate now, you know. You, you can't congregate in the back alley 20 people who feel safe sitting here having a sandwich and a coffee. The people's problem was seeing dead bodies on the street okay so this is what they're trying to remove here okay and 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 the, and the theft no one wants to lose come home and find their garage empty or their fucking TV gone nobody wants to do that you know what I mean? so this place can't help that but they can help with the dead bodies on the street and that's why they're fucking angels sent in disguise and they're doing a very good job and I'll back them every day of the week bye-bye. If they want to open another one in the city I suggest you do it really quickly you know what I mean because not everyone comes to Richmond, you know. Richmond is a big focus of heroin, but it's not the only focus of heroin.
2: Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, you, <laughs> oh, can I get you to sign the yes, sign ma'am. your life away?
1: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> my life was signed away a long time ago, Bella. But I'm I'm trying to collect the pieces together. And start building a house, not on sand, you know. Yeah, yeah a bit more concrete involved.
2: You didn't happen to know in Rio. <laughs> anyone in the '90s called Ezra, did you?
1: Ezra. I think I did.
2: Big brown eyes. Yeah, I did. Really pale skin. Yeah. Dark hair. I think I did. Yeah. He was my boyfriend in the '90s. Mm. He died, of course. Mm. I thought you might have known him even if
1: you don't remember. No, that. I do. Thanks for thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Oh, that's nice to be thanked, but it's No, I appreciate it. It's like, be done. <laughs> if if we can if we can support the people that are supporting um not just it's not a minority part of the community anymore. It's like sadly it's becoming mainstream in its own way. You know, but it's it's a nature of living it, you know, it's like. Well, that's
0: just another... <laughs> G'day, Put you here again. Our thanks to John for sharing some of his experiences. If what you heard bought up stuff for you, make sure you find someone to talk to. You'll find links to support services in the show notes. Give someone a call. And if you're injecting drugs, don't be like John and end up on the front page of the paper or worse. If you can't get to a supervised injecting room, be smart about how you use. Halve your shot if you're in any doubt and always use new equipment. No exceptions. Nobody Dies Here is an independent production of Alongside Radio and it's made by Michelle Ransom-Hughes. If you'd like the show, we'd love you to share it with someone you think would appreciate it or give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Cheers.
2: Michelle here. Thanks again to Puji for hosting. This episode was recorded on Wurundjeri country and it was produced on tourable Yuggera land. First Nations sovereignty was never ceded. Outside the injecting room in North Richmond, underneath a young jacaranda tree is a plaque set into a wall. It says, to those loved and lost to overdose, you are remembered. Thanks so much for listening.